meant Zephaniah is right before Haggai in the Old Testament as we're looking through the minor prophets. Zephaniah chapter 1 and let's start out in verse 12. Zephaniah chapter 1 in verse 12. talking about our blind spot series amen blind spots and uh, brother Zachariah preached Sunday on dishonor or disrespect amen and I preached the Wednesday before that on pride amen and uh, then the message I preached before that was talking about serving God with your whole heart amen and so I'm going to kind of stay in that same vein tonight and uh, we're going to start in Zephaniah chapter 1 and verse 12. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. And the word of God reads. Amen. It will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps. And I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit. Who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good or evil. Moreover, their wealth will become plunder and their houses desolate. Yes, they will build houses, but not inhabit them. And plant vineyards, but not drink their wine. Verse 14. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. Listen, the day of the Lord. In it, the warrior cries out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, and a day of clouds and thick darkness. A day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high corner towers. And I will bring distress on men so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them. And on that day, the Lord's wrath and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy for he will make a complete end indeed a terrifying one of all the inhabitants of the earth let's pray amen dear heavenly father i come before you today in the name of jesus and father i just thank you lord that you are a faithful god i thank you lord that you are a god that is coming back you're coming back for your bride lord but you're also coming back to bring judgment upon the earth, upon the unsaved, those that turn their hearts from you, those that reject you, those, amen, that refuse to receive you, God. 
Father, I just ask you to be with us tonight as we communicate. Father, anoint my words. Let me preach a message, God, that can be helpful, that can be impactful, but encouraging at the same time. Father, forgive us for all of our sins, each and every sin, God. Father, I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I want to uh, talk to you tonight about uh, a blind spot, and, and I want to talk to you tonight about complacency. Somebody say complacency. And as we look here in our scripture, in verse 12, it says, It will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are stagnant in spirit. Who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good nor evil. You know, another version in that scripture right there says those who become complacent in spirit. Amen. Those who become who are settled in complacency. If you have a new King James version, that's what your version says, am I correct? And punish the men who are settled in complacency and who say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. And so I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about complacency because just like I spoke about pride and and I began to speak about how uh, pride will subtly creep in, amen, in a subtle way. The same thing that can happen in our lives and we don't even begin to see it, amen, is subtly complacency will begin to creep into our lives, amen, and begin to affect us in negative ways. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes we begin to entertain uh, foolish and da dangerous ways of thinking and thoughts, amen, that can begin to begin to create us to become complacent in our lives. And I want you to look at this for a moment because realistically, one of the biggest things that the enemy will try to do in our lives is he will try to make us complacent. He knows the end result. Amen. He knows, amen, that you're a child of God. He knows that you believe in God. But he wants to try to begin to make you, amen, complacent in your life. Can I get an amen? I'm going to give you a quick example of that. Amen. In other words, he wants to keep us complacent and he wants to keep us lazy in the things of God. You know, there was a story that was once shared about Satan who had his three top uh, demons or aids. 
And they were trying to put together a plan on how to stop a group of dedicated Christians, powerful group of men and women that were impacting the kingdom of God in a major way. And Satan was uh, trying to come up with a plan in order to affect them, amen, negatively. And so one of these uh, demons or one of these uh, spirits, he's, he said, we should convince them that there is no God. And Satan responded and he said, that would never work. They know that there is a God. And another one said, he spoke up and he said, well, convince them that God doesn't really care about right or wrong. And he considered it for a moment and he rejected it because he knew that too many Christians know that God does care about right and wrong. Can I get an amen? amen. But the third one came up with that idea and he says, well, let them go on thinking that there is a God and that he cares about right and wrong, but we'll keep whispering in their ear, amen, that there's no hurry and there's no need, amen, to begin to imply themselves in a major way. In other words, he was saying, we're going to begin to whisper in their ear that it's okay in order to be complacent. Can I get an Amen. See, Satan knew that he would find this strategy successful with many Christians. Not that he would convince them that there's not a God. Not that he would convince them that, amen, God doesn't care about right or wrong, but that he would just create them to become complacent and settled in where they're at, amen, and not begin to grab a hold of everything that God has, amen. And I want to share that with you today because sometimes that can become a very dangerous place to be. Can I get an amen? You know, and when we're talking about somebody that's stagnant or indifferent or complacent, amen, this is somebody that is calling upon God for self-righteous satisfaction. In other words, he calls on God for blessings or he calls on God in times of trouble, but he has no intention of making Jesus the Lord of his life. Are y'all with me today? Or the purpose of his life or the way of his life. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, I want you to think about something for a moment. Amen. Because when we talk about the word average, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an average Christian. I don't want to be an average person, period. Some people, they settle, amen, for average. Somebody say, not me. They settle with complacency for just, amen, enough. Just getting by. Well, amen, I want you to think about this when it comes to the word average, amen. Average is simply the best of the poorest, but it's also the poorest of the best. Are y'all with me today? 
It's the best of the poorest and it's the poorest of the best. And when we think about it, amen, being settled in complacency, it leaves us weak for Satan's evil immoral attacks in our life. It leaves us vulnerable. Are y'all with me today? You know, I shared about all those kings that I was preaching about, amen, and really, I could almost start a series with those kings that I was preaching about over the course of the last couple weeks, but when we think about each and every one of them, amen, the first one just wasn't serving God with his whole heart, but it led him back to idolatry, amen? And the second one was serving God, amen, but then began to be blessed and pride began to set in and it led him back to idolatry. It led him away from God. See, that's why God's so concerned with us. He says, amen, you either need to be hot or cold, amen, but if you're lukewarm, amen, then I want to vomit you out of my mouth, amen, because he knows if we're lukewarm, amen, then guess what? We're on our way back, amen, into something that's not good. Can I get an amen? And when we become settled in complacency, it becomes a cancer that not only weakens but destroys us in time. In other words, if we find ourselves being complacent, amen, we need to begin to identify it. We need to begin to repent of it, amen, and we need to begin to seek the face of God. Can I get an amen? It begins to weaken us. It begins to open us up to be vulnerable. It begins to, amen, open us up, amen, to, to, to things in our life, amen, that will then in soon time, it'll destroy us. Are y'all with me today? Now, I don't know where you're at in your walk right now, amen. You know where you're at in your walk right now, amen. God knows where you're at in your walk right now. Are y'all with me today? Now, I'm going to share a few different things, a few different points and how complacency will affect us, amen, in a negative way. And my first point, if you'll put it up there, complacency lowers your determination. It lowers your determination. Are you all with me today? It affects you in your determination. It affects you in this negative way. I want to share with you a scripture out of Judges 16 and 16 for just a moment, if you'll put that up there. Amen. Judges 16 and 16. He says, it came about when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. So she told her all that was in his heart and said to her, a razor has never come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. Next verse. When Delilah saw that he had told her all that was in his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, come up once more. For he has told me all that is in his heart. And then the lords of the Philistine came up to her and brought the money in their hands. Go to the next verse. 
She made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his hair. And then she began to afflict him and his strength left him. Are y'all with me today? When we've let complacency settle in, it lowers our determination. And what we look at here, Samson had become so complacent about his God-given responsibility as a leader that he gave in and he told Delilah the secret to his strength. Are y'all with me today? And he thought that it wouldn't matter, amen. He thought that everything would still be just fine, amen. And Samson's complacency was a sin, and because he disobeyed God's commands not to let his hair be shaved, he let down his entire nation. Are y'all with me today? He got complacent, saints. It affects your determination to do what God has called you to do and be what God has called you to be. Can I get an amen? My second point, not only does it lower your determination, but it lowers God's standards in your eyes. In other words, what you see as God's standard now begins to be affected and adjusted because of the complacency, amen, that has been settled in your life. First Kings chapter 11 and verse 1. I want to share with you about Solomon for, for just a moment. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite, and women. He loved women. Hello. From the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the sons of Israel, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you, for they will surely turn your heart away from their gods. Solomon held fast to these in love, and he had 700 wise princes, princesses, excuse me, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned his heart Away. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. In other words, his standards, amen, of what of what God's standards were for his life were lowered. And it was all because Solomon's complacency towards God and God's commands let him into sin, and it had devastating consequences upon his life. Are y'all with me today? I told you it's like cancer. That's why we've got to be on fire for the Lord. Are y'all with me today? Not only does it lower God's standards in, for you, but it lowers your standards and your morals and your behaviors. Amen. I'm going to read to you out of 2 Samuel chapter 11 and verse 2. In other words, what you used to not be okay with, now all of a sudden you're okay with it. Are y'all with me today? And it's all based on complacency 
with God. Will you put that up there? 2 Samuel verse 11 and 2. Now when evening came, David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house. Y'all know this story. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful in appearance. So David sent and inquired about the woman and one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? David sent messengers and took her. And when she came to him, he lay with her. And when she had purified herself... From her uncleanness, she returned to her house. Next verse. The woman conceived, amen, and she sent and told David and said, I am pregnant. Now I want you to look at this because David's complacency towards him, and it caused him to sin. It caused him to tolerate the very thing that he once knew better than to do. Complacency had subtly creeped into his life. It creeped into his relationship with God. And before you know it, he finds himself doing something, amen, that he never would have allowed in his life prior to that. Are y'all with me today? And before you know it, it caused him, amen, to begin to sin in such a way to where he, amen, was guilty of all ten commandments of the Lord. Are y'all with me today? We know where it led him to. Amen? It led him to murder. It led him to coveting. It led him to all kinds of things. Are y'all with me today? Y'all see why it's so important not to let complacency in your life. My next point. You'll put that up there. The next one, son. It lowers our level of personal expectation. In other words, what we expect of ourselves to do, to act, to produce in our lives. All because we become complacent. Amen? You need to have high expectations of yourself. You're a child of God. You're born again. You're washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You're saved. You're sanctified. You're Holy Ghost filled. You're water baptized. You're a child of the King. Are y'all with me today? Amen. We've got to begin to have a high personal expectation. Are y'all with me today? In other words, we begin to settle and we begin to be okay with mediocrity in our lives. We begin to be okay with just getting by. Are y'all with me today? All because we've allowed complacency to sneak into our lives. Are y'all with me today? It starts with these simple things. God is good, amen? amen? All right, now I'm going to share with you real quick what causes us to grow complacent, amen? Because a lot of us, when the danger is past, we often forget the God who helped us. In other words, when the coast is clear, we begin to be forgetful. 
Amen? There's some things that you need to remember. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, by the grace of God, I don't remember everything. Amen? But I do remember where God saved me from. If you'll put up there real quick, Hosea chapter 13 and verse 5. Hosea chapter 13 and verse 5. He says, I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. Anybody ever had a drought in their life before? As they had their pasture, they became satisfied. And being satisfied, their heart became proud. Therefore, they forgot me. It almost sounds like America. I'm going to read to you the NLT version. It says, I took care of you in the wilderness, in that dry and thirsty land. But when you had eaten and were satisfied, then you became proud and you forgot me. Are you all with me today? See, some of us, when the danger is past, amen, when we begin to receive the blessing of the Lord or get what, amen, we were needing, hello, somebody, when we were dry and thirsty and in a land that was desolate, amen, in a place, amen, that didn't have any sign of anything going forth, amen. Are y'all with me today? And God still cared for us. He still showed up. He still provided. He still began to give us, amen, what we needed and he began to feed us until we were satisfied and then some of us, we began to forget Amen. Where God brought us from. Somebody say, don't forget. Don't forget where God brought you from. Don't forget some of that desolate place. Amen. And that wilderness where you are walking around aimlessly. Amen. With no understanding and no purpose. Amen. With no idea where you were going and what you were doing. And even in the midst of that, God still cared for you and took care of you and brought you to a place where he could feed you and fill you and love you and save you. You know, I don't remember all the things that I've done, thank God, by the grace of God, but I've got to remember where God brought me from. Hello? Because without God, I could be right back there. Amen? In a heartbeat. And wonder what the heck happened. Well, it wasn't you, dummy. It was God. <laughs> Somebody say God is good. And not only forgetting the past and where God had brought you from, but forgetting God's warning. I'm going to read to you out of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 10 real quick. Sometimes being forgetful creates complacency in your life. 
I've been sharing this over and over, but sometimes we've got to learn how to live in the blessing of God. Some of us, the only way we know how to live, amen, is whenever, whenever there's all kinds of uh, problems and chaos and, and challenges and calamity, amen. And that's just human nature. I mean, if you look at it all throughout the Bible, amen, in the Old Testament especially, that's, that was the vicious cycle that took place, amen. They ended up in exile. They ended up in bondage. They cried out to God, amen. They cried out to God. God showed up. God delivered them, amen. They, everything started going good. They started being blessed, amen. And all of a sudden, they forget, amen, where they came from and what they were in. Hello, somebody. And they go where? Right back into bondage again. You know, that's one thing that's about a blessing about being around here. God's bringing in new people that are in a place where we were at some point in time. And we can look and say, you know what? That was me not that long ago. And that could be me again. If I forget who my God is. If I get complacent. Are y'all with me today? Let's look at this scripture right here. It's pretty powerful. He says, then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities which you did not build. You know, we're in a city right now, amen, with buildings that we didn't even build. Are you all with me today? And houses full of all good things, which you did not fill. And hewn cisterns, which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant. We got all kinds of beautiful trees out here. And you eat and are satisfied. Then watch yourself. Somebody say, watch yourself. That you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt. Hello, somebody. Egypt, amen, is slavery. Egypt is bondage. Egypt is the world. Egypt is the, amen, the desolate place. Out of the house of slavery. Are y'all with me today? Don't forget, amen, he says. When you've eaten... And when you're full and you're in the blessing and you're in the buildings and you're in the, you know, with the water and whatever else, the vineyards and all these things, don't forget, amen, where God brought you from. Hello, somebody. You know, I can't ever forget the little trailer where God first put me to preach. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? And he's not done yet. Are y'all with me today? He says, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Don't forget what God has done for you. (laughs) Don't forget who brought you out. You didn't bring yourself out. Hello. 
It's only by the grace and the mercy of God that you're here today. That you're still here. That you're even in your right mind. And that you can even begin to even deter, be able to realize who God is. Are y'all with me today? That you're not a reprobate mind. Amen. If you were a reprobate mind, you wouldn't have any desire to even know who God was. I know some people say, man, I feel like a reprobate. No, you're not a reprobate. Amen. So not only forgetting the past, but forgetting God's warning. And I want to share with you the third thing. So forgetting, amen, the past, forgetting God's warning. And then the third one is we don't like to move out of our comfort zone. Some people don't like to move out of their comfort zone. Sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone in order to get to the next level. Are you all with me today? If you weren't ever going to get a little bit uncomfortable, you might not get any growth in your life. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. The most growth was produced in my life in the situations that were the most uncomfortable. Are you all with me today? If you're uncomfortable right now, you're in a good spot. You got a great opportunity to grow. Amen? You got a great opportunity to grow if you want to. Sometimes it's good that we're not, you know, too comfortable. Because what happens is then we become self-sufficient. Amen? You know, wise is the person who remembers God daily in times of both need and and prosperity. Amen. There's a sickness called success. Some people don't know how to have success. And remember the one that produces success. Who produced the blessing. Who restored what the enemy had stolen. All the way from your mind to your health to your dignity to your family to your future. Are y'all with me today? Can I get the worship team to come forward? You know, the only thing that's going to overcome complacency completely in your life is going to be complete surrender. Amen. Complete surrender with praise, with thanksgiving, with humility. Amen. Bible says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks to God that we received. Amen. An understanding of our own identity, of our responsibilities. Amen. 
giving thanks to God that we gain a greater incentive to live our lives in holiness, consecrated, sanctified. Amen. We give thanks to God and grow. We're growing in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to give you an example real quick as I prepare to close. Amen. I want to share with you about a, a well, somebody that drills wells. Amen. And there was, there was this guy and he was a well driller and he was drilling wells looking for water. Now out here, this is a good place to drill wells. I don't know if you know this. In fact, there's, there's fresh springs that run underneath these grounds. Amen. And the well driller found water. See, I'm so, this is, I'm going to tell you, this is my promised land out here. Amen. God brought us to a land that flows with milk and honey. Amen. He brought us to a place where the land is right. It's good for farming. It's good for agriculture. It's good for all kinds of things. Amen. For raising livestock. It's good for hay. And it's good for water. So this drill, this well driller, he found water and he found it at 95 feet. Amen. You can find water pretty shallow here. Amen. But he insisted that he ought to drill deeper because he didn't feel like there was enough water. In other words, there wasn't that well might dry up too soon. Amen. Sometimes you can have a well that can dry up on you. And so he dug a little deeper and he found water uh, again and he found it at 120 feet. But he still wasn't satisfied. Amen. And he wanted to drill even deeper. Now at 120 feet, there was plenty of water right there. Amen. At 95 feet, he was concerned there wasn't enough water. 120 feet, there was plenty of water. But it, the water wasn't pure enough. Amen. And so he drilled even deeper and he found water that was both abundant and pure. Now I want you to look at that sometimes because sometimes we can go a certain depth with God. Amen. And we can experience God. We can experience him. Amen. But sometimes it's maybe not deep enough and that water might dry up. And sometimes we can go a little deeper with him. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And that may be water that's there, but realistically, amen, it still may not be pure enough. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes we've got to go a little deeper. In other words, sometimes our lives can be too shallow in the things of God. Our relationship with God, yes, it's good. Amen. Yes, it's blessed. But sometimes it can be a little too shallow. Are y'all with me today? Because we get complacent. Are y'all with me today? You got to get where you want to go deeper. You know, where you want to go deeper with God. In other words, have you settled for just enough in order to get by on? Some people, that's what they do. They just, 
I just want enough of God just to get by. I want enough of God just to be able to make it. God wants you to go deeper. Are y'all with me today? Because he wants to develop you into something great. You know, maturity, maturity is pressing towards the mark. It's seeking God's will. Whereas immaturity is complacency and self-satisfaction. Amen. God is good, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. And maturity begins to grow when you can sense your concern for others outweighing your concern for yourself. You know, a vessel that grows as it is filled will never be full. God is filling you. You're a vessel. But at the same time, you're growing. A vessel that grows as it's filled will never be full. Are y'all with me today? And that's the way a soul is. A soul is like that. The more it wants, the more it's given, the more it receives, and the more it grows. God isn't wanting you just to settle. God isn't wanting you just to be complacent. God isn't wanting you to say, I've got just enough. Amen. God is wanting you to go deeper. He's wanting us to go deeper. He's wanting us to go deeper. You know, to overcome complacency, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will hear their land, heal their land. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to open up this altar as we sing, as we worship. Amen. And if that's... You've let complacency creep in. It's time to go deeper, amen? God is taking us deeper. He's taking us further. We don't want him to pass us by. Come on, let's seek the face of God as we worship tonight, amen?